Hello everybody. Um, I know you've been waiting, and I apologize for being late. But uh, more of more of that thought once we get into the episode. Um, we're gonna try some new things. Maybe this year is gonna be a whole streak of um, me talking alone. So shorter episodes with more frequency. That is uh, that is what we're looking at for the foreseeable future. Hopefully, um, this is this is gonna be useful, and and this time the title is actually what you're gonna uh, hear about. <laughs> I'm gonna make the titles more descriptive. I'm gonna make the episodes more directed, and uh, shorter and more frequent. Uh, let's see if uh, this experiment uh, pans out. Thank you for still sticking with me. Um, I appreciate it a lot. Yeah, uh, especially because I don't know if I if I discuss this in the episode, but. I've not been doing too well um, for the past, I don't know, since since late December. <laughs> but but we, uh, you know, we're all trying our best. And this is me at, at what I would consider a percentage of my best. And thank you for still hanging on. Okay, okay. Episode time. Four. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Mental Pocha Podcast, the podcast where I talk about things and I try to break my own brain and also yours. Thank you for listening. Today we have a very special guest flown all the way from areas unknown, known and unknown areas, uh, flying, flying, sorry, this sounds like a soundtrack to a movie I've heard. Um, the guest is me, Zaki Zainal. Hello, hi, how are you? I'm all right. Yourself? Eh. It's just me today. Um, why? Uh, housekeeping. Just for housekeeping. Just for so so y'all know, it is getting um uh, less and less reliable to less and less likely rather that I can do this with. Uh, consistent with the one consistent co-host we've been having, Anwadi, um, because he is away pursuing his silly, impossible dreams, and I love him for that. His his he has ambitions that are an enigma to me. I don't understand it. If I don't agree with it, even, but um, <laughs> I do agree somewhat. I agree that whatever absurd dream you have, you should chase it, uh, because all dreams are absurd. You know what I mean? In the dust of this planet, to dream at all is uh, insane. An act of, of 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 a rebellion against cultural hegemony. <laughs> Meaning the people the people the people in power have done so much to tell you the story that you're fine where you are and that nothing needs to change. But to have a dream that sounds insane and to chase it anyway, that is like true freedom. And so Anwar is doing that. Um, but as a, as splash damage, no, let's, let's, let's spin it in a more positive way. As an unintended effect, uh, I now have to do solo for a bit, at least until I find somebody who is fun enough to get on the uh, on the podcast with and also doesn't mind getting a podcast getting on a podcast with me for an ex- uh, for a regular schedule 
So you're gonna have me. It's just gonna be me. I hope that's fine. And if it's not, you know, that's okay too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I left y'all alone uh, for quite a bit. January is a lot of holidays stacked together, and my seasonal uh, brain worms do not react well to like holidays. It is um, uh, family problem moment. This segment is called family problems. Bow, 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 bow. During the holidays, which is a time for togetherness and for family, because of my awkward and clumsy, which is the kind way to say it, relationship with uh, my family, I do not spend it with them. I try not to, I insist not to, I endeavor to not do that during the holidays. But because of that, I see other people also doing that, and I can't, as, in, as a chronic extrovert, I cannot not find ways to connect with people but all the people I want to connect to are already connected to other people this is the time where there's just fewer fewer nodes for my lone neuron to connect to and it feels um, extra difficult and it's gonna be this way until until Raya is done and I'm gonna be having a difficult time with myself for the foreseeable future but uh, coffee helps you know <laughs> in the hell in the hell of this world stimulants and, and drug use is uh, a, a way to navigate the the outland empire that is this uh, cosmos this layer of cosmos what do we what are we talking about today the title of this episode is um, What It Means to Like Kids. And um, I teased about this a little bit in, the, in a couple of episodes of the podcast. I even talked about it. I talked about almost like a summary, full summary of it uh, to Anwar in a, in, a, in a Patreon exclusive cut of this podcast. The video version of this podcast always available on Patreon. Only the latest episodes though. If you want everything, you got to... You gotta pledge as low as five ringgit a month. That's more than um, your breakfast today, probably. Okay, so. Um, what does it mean to like kids? I've always had this much... Um, not always had. I think we all, maybe, perhaps I can speak on behalf of everybody uh, for, for a second here. I think um, most of us perceive... People who are good with children as people who are also good people, right? Like if you like when Thanos was um was doing excuse me, hold on. You guys, the Patreon audience are getting a view of my empty corner of the office. I had to go off frame for a bit. Oh no, I've ruined the angle of the video. My office doesn't look great right now in this angle. I think it's because I don't put it, I don't fill it up with proper stuff. It's just, this stuff is supposed to be here, I, I, I promise you. This, <laughs> there are other places to put this stuff, sure, but they're not in the way. This my, I just have more room than I need to have right now. I'm not a guy who likes to hoard things. I just, I live in a place where I, to my privilege, have more room than I need. 
So the office is like an in-between space where most of the office gear is on this side of the room. It looks great and clean and manageable and like functional. And then on this one side where the camera is facing, there's just a blown out window, <laughs> uh, meaning a window that's too bright. And then a bunch of, not a bunch, just a little bit of stuff in the corner, which is out of the way. It's for cleaning purposes. Anyway, we like to perceive that people who are good with kids are also good people. And so when, when in, the, in the Infinity War, uh, a movie about Thanos, which it is, because he's the character that shows up first, visually. And also, you know, he has a goal and he gets it in the end. He, if you haven't seen the movie and this is spoilers for you, then I don't know what to say, man. Movie came out, what, 2017, 2019, 2017, I think. That's enough. Statue of limitations, you know. You know Thanos wins, right? At one, one time he wins and then the second time he doesn't. Okay. So, they show uh, him being nice to Gamora to the child and that is where you go oh, oh he's a person oh humanity um, and that's because I think by and large we like to think that people who are nice to kids are nice people um, and that but why is that you know what I mean I, 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 sure seeing somebody being nice just to being kind to anything means they're kind to it means they might be a good person, but kids especially, I think there's a there's a particular um, color to that. There's a there's more that you can learn when you see that somebody is good with children, and I'm not referring to like the hormonal weirdness that you feel. <laughs> you listener, you specifically feel this hormonal thing. Uh, no, I mean um, people who uh, like the when I say the hormonal thing, I mean like. <laughs> There are people in a certain age, their biological clock will just buzz around the idea of, of, of seeing the gender they're attracted to being nice with children. And they're like, oh, if I make babies, I should make babies. Um, that's not what I'm referring to, though. <laughs> I'm referring to this other thing on a more much, um, I think, a new cosmic insight type thing. Because children are not just because there are people who like children, people who hate children. I think we can learn more about what it means to like children by examining what it means uh, when people hate them, right? You don't really hate kids, do you? Well, yes, you do. If people say they hate kids, they will tell you very logical things about children. They are, they are unreasonable. They make a mess. You can't rely on them. And they are they are a problem. They, they they do things you don't expect a person to do. Because these these people look at kids as people. Which is <laughs> on the surface sounds like a good thing, but it is an incomplete thing. Uh, because these people look at kids as if, okay, you are a person on set. Because by and large, we pretend like kids are people a lot of the time. Meaning, <laughs> meaning you know, they get charged a ticket when they go watch a movie, you know, that you, you can bring a plant to a movie. You probably can if you if it's small enough and it, it's not imposing on other people's space. You can bring a plant. They're not going to ticket the plant. But if the plant is the size of a child and it can walk, uh, you can probably still bring it to the movie as long as it doesn't impose on other people. But a kid, you have to suddenly you have to pay a ticket. 
You know what I mean? Like you bring something on a on a plane if it's the size of a child and it fits on the overhead, you don't have to pay your ticket. But if it's a kid, suddenly okay, we need a passport. You need documentation. You are a citizen. You you will eventually pay taxes. It's true, eventually, but not right now. But you are treated as a person. You have your own chair at the table. Blah blah blah. And so people who hate children see kids as another person, but they're behaving completely inappropriately. And this is because they are they have an incomplete understanding, I think, of what kids actually are. They're not people. They're not full people. They are still on their way. They are people with pee stickers on their forehead. So, like, when you drive and you see a pee sticker, that's exactly the attitude. Like, if a person hates kids, they also hate pee drivers. They see a pee driver, they go, Ah, fuck! Fucking pee drivers are pun! But, um... If you know that pee drivers are learning and they need the space to learn, and you remember that when you had a pee sticker, you wish everybody else was kinder to you because, you know, everybody else is a maniac, you're still learning, you don't know how anything works, and you wish that everybody was a little kinder and gentler to you on the road because, hey man, I'm a got a pee sticker, bro, give me a break, right? So, drivers who are kind to pee drivers, pee sticker drivers, are drivers who are like, Oh, oh, okay, it's a pee driver. Okay, oh, that's fine. Okay, that's good. I'll g- I'm going to be kinder to this person. They're not being mean. They're trying their best, but they're failing all the time because they're new to this. And this is the different attitudes between somebody who hates kids and somebody who likes kids. So let's go focus on the hatred first <laughs> and then we wash it away with some goodness uh, with the liking kids. When you hate kids, right? Yeah, you have an incomplete understanding of kids. You have you very usually things you can like extrapolate from this is they are impatient. Very obvious, like they're impatient, but also they have a lack of foresight, meaning a little bit lack of foresight, and they have lack of patience, lack of foresight because they don't see that when they mistreat or rather not mistreat when they are expressing their hatred of kids, they are they might be part of them saying. I do not want to spend a lot of time with a cat with a kid uh, because I worry that I'm gonna be mean to them. I'm gonna say something that that is gonna be bad. Also, I don't want to have the interactions that's gonna be annoying to me. This is such a I'm so impatient and blah blah blah. Um, they are forgetting that they have this opportunity to, or rather, they choose to dismiss the fact that they have this opportunity to impart something on the child that might help him in the future because every. Everybody, you know, even including children, eventually grows up to become somebody who you might like or you might not like. Like, if you hate kids, the kid suddenly becomes an becomes the kid will eventually become an adult while you are still alive, and then you suddenly don't hate them anymore. So, what has changed? What has actually changed there? Is it just their height? Because we know adults who act like children, but people who hate kids do not often say that they hate. Adults as well, because adults can behave like kids too. You know, they can also not know things. They can also be unreasonable. They can also uh, shit their pants. <laughs> These are all true things. They can cry at a at a at an airplane. These are all regular adult things also. So why has changed here? Somebody who hates kids never says somebody they hate adults. So what's going on? They're just telling you they don't have patience. They don't have the patience to be nice enough to a kid such that they have the opportunity. Uh, uh, to grow up and be a person that they will eventually might like. So, what does it mean when you like kids? It's not just that you like cute 
things <laughs> I mean, it might just be that but it can also be like liking kids and being kind to kids and knowing that you have to take care of children is because and, and liking kids in particular you can extrapolate this other feeling of like um, you are not actually when you're interacting with a child you're not interacting with an adult you're not interacting with a person you're intra- interacting with somebody who's about to be a person who is about to and this is very true who is about to take over everything you shouldn't you know be you know the lack of foresight from the people who hate kids the opposite is should be here meaning you should have all of the foresight in the world to know that every kid you're interacting with will eventually take over the world by just like entropy reasons you're gonna die and eventually they'll be left around and whatever they think of you might like form a basis of how they're gonna they're gonna treat you in the future and i'm not saying this is a transactional relationship it's not that you should be nice to kids because they should be nice to you you should be nice to kids because um you should have the optimism to to or not is it optimism no you should have the foresight the foresight of going all right i should show this kid that there are people there are adults who are nice so that they can perceive or they can build an idea in their heads of a world that grown-ups should be nice and when they grow up they go all right i'm a grown-up what do i remember about grown-ups oh grown-ups are nice okay then i am now a nice person and i build a person i build a world that that is nice because the universe of a kid is smaller in perception wise compared to adults because they only have the cognitive powers that they have which is not a lot you know, just by just by by virtue of their brains not finished cooking yet until they turn twenty five, kids are still you know they're just sloshing around as what whatever is in there is not fully complete, but they are building pieces of the world through their experiences. The universe of a child is, you know, I wake up, a parent gives me breakfast, I go to school until until uh un- until. There's a TV show, <laughs> and then I go <laughs> go home, and I watch a kid review a toy or whatever. I learn what the new trend on TikTok is, and I go to work, and I see... I go to work, blah. Why do I think kids go to work? I go... <laughs> you know why? It's <laughs> quick tangent. This whole time, when I say a person who hates kids, I'm just thinking of Douglas. Douglas Lim. <laughs> a lot. As an archetype. Because he hates kids as a character trait. Sometimes, uh, um, for community purposes, uh, he's just just telling us that he's impatient. That's all. Um, so anyway, <laughs> that's why he sees kids at work. It's the only time he'll ever meet a kid on purpose. And um, the the he's always his the stories that he he will tell is just a kid being a kid, and he treats it as as the most unreasonable thing in the world. He's like the kids should know things. I'm like no kids should know things just because you were. Because Douglas is a military child and he was uh, beaten to follow instructions. And so he thinks that's what everybody else should do. You know, that's a little... Maybe I'm being reductive to how he actually feels, but that's how it comes across. <laughs> so, uh, anyway. When a kid, a kid goes home and then and then there's there's cartoons and toys and then he goes to sleep. But that that little universe, you can influence that heavily because we all have an adult in our lives who have influenced us in, in big important ways 
Even though we not we didn't choose them to influence us, you get I me. Mean? There are strong core memories you have as a child, probably that helps you. Uh, uh, that that is that became a very big voice that talks to you every day, even though this adult is in no way like in your life at all anymore. Or maybe the adult has changed their opinion of you. But when you're a kid, you hear this voice, and it suddenly becomes your voice. Like if you remember, maybe the first adult who told you you can't do something. Because you're ugly, for example, or uh, the first adult who 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 tells you that uh, uh, you should try even though you fail because trying is more important than failing. Uh, trying is more important than than success, maybe right? Like or just the first adult who who sh- who showed you how to play a video game, right? These are all like big seminal moments I- in your little universe as a child that helps helps sort of build. A picture of what the world is like for me and what has the kind of damage i get because <laughs> we all we all get that you know what i mean as a kid growing up you have to accept that the things that happen to you are equally damaging and equally helpful well not equally maybe but like they are the in equal measures you cannot say it's a coin flip you know what i mean things that happen to you is, is damaging or helpful depending on what you do with it so the damage i got <laughs> was uh, adults in my in my uh, little baby universe when I was growing up, showing me and telling me how important money is, and how 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 hard it is to make money, <clears throat> and how the value of something is m- more important than li- like the monetary value of something can be more important than uh, how that something is actually useful for a person uh, and a community. So like. As a child, I got I got to hear this kind of stuff, uh, and and my head, so it became part of my voice. I had to really shake that off and like unlearn that, and like figure out a way to <laughs> be a person despite hearing that so loudly in my head. Uh, some people would hear that and go, "Yeah, that's why I became a billionaire." And you know, congratulations to you. You took that not as damage, but um, whatever we should. We should, uh, we should, we should, we should know that whatever happens to us or whatever became our, the, our job as a person is when we when we examine our younger uh, kid selves, we should be able to take whatever that has happened to us, the the self talk and the things we we learn by osmosis, we should take that and see if we can point that towards something good. Um, it's our job as a person, uh, as an adult who can who can look at our past. But as an adult who's interacting with a kid, we should know that as a child, they're still building their vision of the universe. If all the adults they know only tell them to be kind, to be to believe in themselves, to to remember that they have value and they have a voice, they have boundaries, um, um, all these things, then then even though quote unquote the world is cruel, they will grow up believing in an ideal and they can chase after that. Ahoy there! I'm Captain Wibblishims, a privateer sailing the seas of the internet. You may assume that I am a pirate, but no, I've since changed my ways. How? By supporting the content I like directly. For example, if you are listening to this podcast for free, know that it is actually supported by good people of the internet on patreon.com slash pinballmonkeys. Supported by these beautiful, generous landlubbers, Aisha, Natra, Sarah Roger, Faza, Ayman Bagar, Amanda, Anwar, Nick Hanis, 
Daniel Imran, Alia, Sabrina, Mayamin, Safri, Zan Belik, Nick Norville, Farid Zahir, Fairuz, Siti Fatima, and Natasha Fahizi. These are the good people who support patreon.com slash pinballmonkeys in order to keep this show free for the rest of you and also to enjoy special video and audio content only on Patreon. So, if you want to stop being a pirate and start supporting the arts, go on over to patreon.com slash pinballmonkeys for less than five ringgit a month. Yo ho ho, lee lee lee. And uh, that is a good thing to impart on a kid who, as we remember and know, will eventually rule, <laughs> will eventually rule the world. And yeah, this is also this I, that when somebody says the world is cruel, that's also another corollary to this. Like to say the world is indifferent and cruel is an incomplete assessment. Or rather, much I'm short-sighted because we are part of the world. When you say the internet sucks, you know, get used to it. No, no, you are part of the internet. You are the person who wrote these things. When you say the universe is is uncaring or whatever, you are part of the universe. It is up to us to be caring or not. You can't use that as an excuse to be an asshole. You have to go. Okay. The universe has been cruel to me. This is why the person says this. The person who says the world is cruel is telling you that the world has been cruel to them. Right? Their world is cruel, quote-unquote. Because nobody really knows what the world is really like. We can make this pithy, short aphorism, axiomatic statements, but we don't. We, it helps to shut down a conversation, you know, to say, ah, the world is cruel, man. Blah, blah. But it's, not, it's, it's never an objective statement because you are not there to experience the reality of the world. But what you can, what you are revealing about yourself by saying that is that you are saying the world has been cruel to you. And so what? And what does that mean? That means so many people are giving you excuses to be cruel? No. It means you have to remember that you are part of the world and you can choose to be caring and kind. And you can choose to be nicer. I say this a lot to myself because I, being kind is not easy for me. I, um, you know, uh, uh, I do not see that a lot. And, and, and as, as the little as the little baby was growing up, I did not see too much kindness, and and it is alien of, of of a feeling. But it has then become for me uh, because so many enough of my peers also grew up like that. Uh, your peers maybe also kindness has become very punk. <laughs> which I like It is now Quite a rebellion To insist On being compassionate And you can make Somebody cringe Just by telling them You're proud of them Just by telling them You're proud of them And you love them And I love that It is slowly becoming Like a punk thing To be kind And in this scene <laughs> Also The comics are I mean I sense Some of them Who are kinder To each other yeah, They are that And it's like Oh okay cool Every person Who is like A little bit of a Mean Dude, a little cruel or a little I hate kids, is a person who have who unfortunately has not yet taken on the responsibility they have with the power they have, which is, you know, you can unmake the cruelness of the world, the cruelty of the world, and 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 be kinder and be nicer. Um, yeah. So if you like kids, 
you know that uh, what you are doing is you are building the the eventual world that you want to see. There's a huge responsibility in in in, in dealing with kids. Whenever a child walks into a room, it is no longer like. It is no longer just you being an adult doing whatever you want. It is now you going, oh, I need to model a behavior that I want to see in the very near future because kids grow up fast. <laughs> you know what I mean? The kids grow up to influence the world a lot faster than you think. Greta, Malala. You know what I mean? They can influence the world a lot faster than you think. So any child, if a child walks in the room, it is an opportunity for you to be a sort of time traveler who goes, all right, here is the message I want you to bring to the future. And that is a lot of responsibility. And maybe maybe people who hate kids who go, oh, no, there's a kid, and then they, they are not having it. They are maybe very disappointed idealists who wish <laughs> the people who are kind to kids are kinder to them when they were kids. Or they cannot bear the responsibility of, like, of having to model uh, a version of themselves that they are not ready to yet occupy in the present tense, you know? Because it is hard. I, I I would insist that if I was to teach a group of children, I don't think I'd be a happy person. I'd never insist on doing that. I don't think I'm going to be good at it. I'm okay with kids to a certain extent, but there's no way I don't think I can have uh, children or raise kids or be in a classroom full of kids and be the only adult there because it's too much responsibility. I will eventually teach them how to do drugs within the first 20 minutes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard. Um, you know, because yeah, that's the other thing about, about, about uh, kids. You don't know how you're harming them. Because you are, you know what I mean. The person who the, when when I, when I grew up, the people who told me money is important is important to get money. These are these are people trying to be helpful to me, and they did help me. There's things that I do, I did that has helped me now. That has allowed me to have the privilege I have now because I work a lot for it, and because I was like super hustling and super productive, because I I drank the Kool Aid of money being the being the be all end all of everything so like you know they helped me but there's a certain point where it stops helping uh, meaning in your best intentions you can harm a kid and that's not uh, untrue even if you know all this and you're like oh yeah okay I should like kids now and I should know how to behave around kids and model the behavior I want to see but you have no control over what they're going to be like in the future. That's just not up to you. You just have to be nice and hope that they see that and not abuse it. Because kids can also, you know, the kids can do adult things too. Kids can be a little politician, be corrupt, and do a lot of bullshit. And that's because they're trying it out. And they're, they're kids. So, yeah. All right. Um, I think that's uh, that's all I have today as an exercise for the listener if you want me to talk more about this uh, or any other thing just give me a message on Instagram at mzkrx as usual uh, and thank you for continuing to listen to the Mental Pacha Podcast as usual uh, support us over at patreon.com slash minimal monkeys I love you I love you take care of each other be nice be kind and uh, bye be safe